Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here. Tom Dorian, always joined by my wingman. I see where you got the special today. The special? What's the special? Good stuff in a meatloaf. Meatloaf. Green yeah. beans, corn. Green beans. You know, it's the it's comfort Gravy. food. Comfort, it is comfort, food. I know. Anything. That's why I married my wife. But she that's did. the Catholic Cafe. It's comfortable. Yeah, it's very comfortable. Listen to it. You'll get it. Exactly. I married my wife because the first time I went and visited them. She's a good cook. That, well, you know, her mom is like, you know, it'd be meat and they mm-hmm. put gravy on it. Ooh. There's nothing. Sold. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. You have a beautiful daughter. Exactly. Yes, sir. I respect her very much so. But she cook like this? Almost as much as this, this meat in front of me right now. And also, she doesn't like onions. And I knew it was at that oh, time. It's perfect. like you could hear the angels sing that high C note. And uh, it was love from then on. That's perfect. So that was, that was kind of cool to, uh, to experience. So speaking of cool experiences. And meatloaf. And meatloaf. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Terrible segue. But we are going to talk to a, a, a guy uh, who we uh, have bumped into who's come into the cafe today uh, to join us at the Luxurious Corner booth. And this is going to be an interesting conversation. This is going to be very interesting. We've got Joe Thorderson. Now, Joe Thorderson is... Great name. It's a good, it's a good name. Perfect name. Uh, and and uh, he is the host of Geek Tank Radio. Geek Tank Radio. Radio, isn't that awesome? Yeah, it is. It is awesome. Probably the first geek we've actually had on, or so-called, yeah, geek we've had on the road. We've had princes and we've so had professed. bishops and cardinals and we've yeah. had priests and all kinds of different people. But this is the first geek we've had, so yeah. that's kind of exciting. It is exciting. Uh, so, uh, comic book nerd, uh, well-read and superheroes and all that stuff, Joe. Uh, welcome to the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. Yeah, great. It's great to be here. I think it, it might be. I might be the first. Uh, um, Admitted geek. I'm oh, yeah. sure everybody there. Yeah, I'm looking at Tom here. He's, I know what he, he in his closet at home. He's got some Captain America books. And he's not. So, yeah, he yeah. doesn't talk about that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. He doesn't talk about that kind of stuff. But that's okay. So we're going to bring all that out now. And so what we're going to talk about today, I think, is an interesting conversation. It's going to be just about this um, the the world of uh, fantasy, of comics, of uh, science fiction, of stories, of superheroes, and. Maybe just address a little bit on a, on a high level of like, is this a good thing? Is it a bad thing? And what are some things that as uh, as Catholics, you know, is this? Do we want our kids not to do this? Or do we want our kids to do that? People are always asking those kind of questions. But even for some of us, we we've always enjoyed it. And we wonder is that like a is that like a a sinful pleasure? I mean, is mm-hmm. that something we don't tell people about? Or is it something like hey, you know what? There's some pretty good stuff in here. Right. But I'll tell you, before we get into that kind of general conversation, Joe, tell us about yourself and uh, how you got involved in, like, Geek Tank Radio and what you guys do at Geek Tank Radio. Okay. Well, um, I guess growing up, well, I don't want to go that far back. Yes. Back in 1863. <laughs> well, geek, I, I will say superheroes and science fiction and fantasy stories have been a part of my life since I was probably six years old. I just I, I collected Marvel comics back in the Stanley days and everything. And, um, You're probably the only person ever to do that, though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah nobody's no, ever thought I of mean, that. that. So that sounds like a normal kid. It's normal, but um, it's always been. You know, there's certain constants. I've been. A, I've always been a Chicago Cubs fan. That you know, last right. year was the greatest year of my wow. life for, for baseball. <laughs> I've always been a Catholic. There's certain things in my life that have always just sort of been there. But um, uh, geekdom. I never really analyze why I like it. <laughs> 
I never analyzed why I like that. You just stuff, accepted it. But it's just part of my. And then um, uh, the, to fast forward a, a bit, um, conventions. I went to my first convention right. about fifteen years ago, and those things. Uh, you're going to laugh, Tom, but these things. <laughs> I think uh, geek conventions are. Um, a microcosm of what can, what culture should be like, and the reason I say that is because wow. you get every sort of person in there together. You'll get people of every every faith, every different denomination of politics or whatever, every age, and yet they're all in there enjoying themselves, celebrating Batman or Star Wars and everything. Right. And I've never seen uh, a place where people get along so well. You'll go to a you'll go to a panel, and there could be a thirteen year old kid. Having a conversation with a sixty-year-old guy about the intricacies of Batman's psyche or right. something, and it's just cool. It's rare. I know in culture that you get that. You had to see that movie Galaxy Quest. Oh, absolutely! Tim, I love that oh, movie. My, that's one of my favorite. I could probably quote you that movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's Tim a really Allen. Tim Allen and and they're Sigourney like it's a, it's a sort of a, a Star Trek takeoff kind of a deal, but it's got the fantasy con- the comic convention, right. and All the autographs, but then all the people and you know going to the restroom and, and in walks Chewbacca and standing at the urinal. You know, it's like <laughs> oh, it's yeah. just it's just it's just funny stuff. And I guess. You really haven't lived until you've seen Tom like wearing those Princess Leia buns on the side of his head. Oh yeah, right. Just in homage Thanks to for Princess Leia that picture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, God. But but so fast forward. So then I said, you know, a few years later, I said I want to start my own convention. I'd like to to have you know uh, a convention here in Memphis that is really focused. You know, we've had one. We have one that's been around for a long time, uh, Mid South Con. But it's only once a year, and I'm like, why do I got to wait every year? So I said I'm going to put one in November and. Um, it, it was. It's been great. We've been around eight years. The wow. Memphis Comic and Fantasy Convention. We get bigger every year. So shameless plug. But it's, so that's it, that's been a and, part of your life. Um, and obviously, because you grew up and you were just and you you know you loved certain superheroes and you probably right. had favorites and you know and you probably had you know your bed sheets or your underoos or whatever had whatever <laughs> the superhero on them or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> You guys like to go, okay, you guys are taking me in a direction I hadn't thought of. No, I had the Spider-Man comic books. And the, yeah, I yeah. I was having a flashback. Thor <laughs> yeah. and everything. So he had, that, he, had, he had that look like, how did you know that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how did you know that? But, but look. Uh, no, so I'm definitely a fan. But, but the Geek Tank Radio grew out of that. It was, a, it was an effort to do something unique. And I thought, you know, I listen to talk radio all day. And I'm like, I would like to have a talk show that's about... The stuff geek, you love, geek stuff, and so that's where it started. So, right, that's yeah. awesome. Now Makes I sense. know you also uh, had like a run-in with SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah, I wanted. Uh, do you, do you, yeah, what about that? Well, how that yeah, run-in with? Yes, no, a positive. Saying. Well, here's the thing. So when we, um, when he I was creating, he didn't like beat up SpongeBob or something. <laughs> when I was creating the convention, uh, and I'm also, I should say, I'm a huge supporter of the arts. I, I think the arts are never given the attention they deserve in schools and everything. I think the arts are what kind of help make us human and everything. Anyway, as a part of the convention um, experiences, I thought it would be really unique to have school field trips uh, come to our convention and we could have yeah. filmmakers and comic book artists and everybody teach students about art. And and we've been doing that. We've done that every year. We have thousands of kids That's that come awesome. to our field trip. That's awesome. And I said the guest that I would that I think would be perfect is Tom Kenny. He's the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants. And from from the first outset of creating the convention, I wanted I wanted to get Tom Kenny as a guest. And um, uh, I had no luck. I couldn't reach an agent. I tr- I tried for months and months to contact Tom Kenny in some way. And uh, I was at a, a convention in Atlanta called Dragon Con, 
and there's yeah, 50, that's a whole other show. We'll, yeah, we'll that, do that. We'll deal with that. Well, there's time. fifty thousand people there, and <laughs> and I was getting ready to leave and come back to Memphis, and I turned around, and who walked right behind me was Tom Kenny. He wow. was in the he was in the vendor room buying a souvenir for his son, and then he was going to take off. Anyway, the long and short of it was, I said, "Yeah, Tom, I've I, I just grabbed him." It was one of those moments where right. I'm not going to let this opportunity get away from me, and so I, I stopped him and I told him all about the convention, and I said, "We we, we want to have a unique thing. We want to promote the arts at our convention as well." And he said, "You know what? Forget this agent stuff." And he gave me his cell phone number. And he and I became kind of friends. He told me that his mother, he, he, he's Catholic, he said his mother goes to Mass every day. Wow. And uh, it took a little bit logistically. Every now and again he would call me and, and, and touch in uh, touch base. But anyway, in 2012 we got him as a guest of honor. Wow. And it changed. He tripled our attendance at the convention. Everybody likes him. He is the absolute nicest person I've ever met. He's just mm. such a really good guy. I'll never so, watch Stun yeah. Spongebob the same way. No. Yeah. I, I, listen, he's, I love He's great. He, he's, he plays Patrick Patchy there? the Pirate. No, Patrick wasn't there. Okay, but, darn. So, uh, yeah. And I, I, if you're the, wondering what he looks like when you watch Patchy the Pirate, that's Tom okay. Kenny. So. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Patrick is a whole different. You know. It's a whole different conversation. Happy, happy birthday to you. Yeah, he's a meathead. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Yeah, maybe so, one yeah. day you'll aspire to get Patrick to be at your uh, convention, but that's yeah. that's kind of neat to have those kind of run-ins, isn't it? And then it to was see unbelievable. like this sort of Catholic connection. Yeah, if I hadn't turned around, I'm a big believer in that you're you're put in certain areas at the right time, and that was just a perfect. I mean, if it, honestly, it was like a 10 second window. If I had not turned around at the right moment, it would have missed, and mm-hmm. you know, I may have never met him. So, so let's let's talk about yeah. the worlds of uh, I guess fantasy stories, uh, comics. Superheroes, um, some of the uh, the great movies, and, and all these these different realms, and uh, you know, Lord of the Rings and Star Wars, and we have all these different things that are out there. And I guess from the perspective of faith, right. we, we can probably find some things to talk about there. Uh, and the first thing I wonder if we should compare to like, uh, um, obviously, Jesus told stories. Exactly. Yeah. Right. He would use yeah. stories to to convey uh, these these concepts that he wanted to teach people about his kingdom, about himself, about themselves, and about what what the Father desires of them. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, I thought about that myself when I was growing up. I never thought about why I liked comics or why right. I liked Star Wars or any of these things. But um, once you have kids, it's funny how you you begin to focus on certain things and. Um, I was sharing story. You know, I would take my kids to the movies. I'd share some of the books with them, and uh, it, it started to occur to me: there's a lot of really good lessons in these stories. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, this sounds a lot like. I mean, you know, recently I went and saw Star Wars, and I'm like, this Jen Erso sounds a lot like Joan of Arc or things like right. that. And so you'd see and that I'm connection. Like, yeah, and I'm like, why can't a comic book? I mean, God can use any device He wants to convey morals or truth. And I'm, I'm not saying. Spider-Man is divinely inspired or anything, but I think there be can careful be careful now. Lesson. we got some listeners probably oh, yeah. love Spider-Man. <laughs> just be very careful with those kind of statements like that. Don't be a hater, yeah. Joe. But I'll, I'll, I'll say this. You're exactly right. And But we'd also caution parents sometimes that it's not mm-hmm. good to totally give yourself over right. to that realm because then you can get locked. I mean, it, it's not scripture. No. Right? It's not like, uh, you know, a letter from Batman to the Gothamites. You right. know, uh, well, and Batman says this. But there are stories, I think, that, um, th- I mean, essentially good versus evil. Yeah, right? absolutely. A lot a lot of that stuff and the, the force in Star Wars. I don't want us to start looking at sort of new age uh, influences right. in Catholicism, but there are there is 
understanding that there is a devil, there is evil, there is bad, and that there is uh, good, yeah. uh, and that 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 that's that good should triumph evil. Uh, but the, also, there there are people caught up in that battle, right? Right, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I think the parallels are there. I don't, and I think what's interesting is sometimes I don't know if this, the the writer intended these parables to be in there, but I think. God, you know, God is at the center of everything, and sometimes they maybe inadvertently put in these great messages or whatever. But I, I feel like when 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 somebody writes a story, I have as much ownership in that story as uh, as any as the writer. And so if I see something in the story that's good, that's, so you that's you, my would, you would see, and I, I think I agree with you that that essentially stories. While we want to maintain the integrity the artist intended, but the stories essentially are seeds that are planted in your brain, in your head, in your heart, and so that they're they're yours at that point. They grow to what right. you, you, how you nourish and water them, or whatever, uh, and so they, they, you do take some ownership uh, right. of those things. So that's a neat thing. Got more to talk about here with Joe Thordeson from Geek Tank Radio. You Google him. Uh, you can, I guess, Google Just Geek Google Tank. Geek Tank Radio. You'll and find you'll it. find it. Go to the second thing you find. It'll take us to the iHeart page, and you can listen okay. to any of our past shows. Is that right. a shameless enough plug? Uh, oh, no, it's wonderful. Well yeah. well hey, the first one's free. The second one's going to cost you. Okay. Uh, okay. But all kidding aside, uh, we, we're going to come back uh, after we take a break. Uh, and uh, want to uh, re- remind you that we have a great website, thecatholiccafe.com, but also love to hear from you. Send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And if, you, if you've got that inner geek speaking to you, it's telling you to come back right after this. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. It is not easy to love with a deep love, which lies in the authentic gift of self. This love can only be learned by penetrating the mystery of God's love. Looking at Him, being one with His fatherly heart, we are able to look with new eyes at our brothers and sisters, with an attitude of unselfishness and solidarity, of generosity and forgiveness. All this is mercy. These profound words, spoken by Pope John Paul II, encompass the message of divine mercy entrusted to Sister Faustina Kowalska. In Poland in the 1930s, St. Faustina received a message of mercy for the entire world from Jesus Christ himself. In the midst of turmoil after the First World War and the ominous cloud of another war on the horizon, a humble little nun encountered Christ in a series of deep and mysterious mystical experiences. She wrote, In the evening, when I was in my cell, I became aware of the Lord Jesus clothed in a white garment. From the opening of the garment at the breast, there came forth two large rays, one red and the other pale. Christ told St. Faustina, The two rays denote blood and water. The pale ray stands for the water, which makes souls righteous. The red ray stands for the blood, which is the life of souls. Christ commanded St. Faustina to convey his message of mercy to the world. He desired that she make known the infinite love he has for all people. My daughter, I demand that you devote all your free moments to writing about my goodness and mercy. It is your office and your assignment 
throughout your life to continue to make known to souls the great mercy I have for them and to exhort them to trust in my bottomless mercy. The message of St. Faustina calls us back to the church and her sacraments. It calls us to a deeper conversion of heart and a preparation for the final judgment and our own judgment before Christ on the day of our death. Through Faustina, Christ reminds us, He who refuses to pass through the door of my mercy must pass through the door of my justice. Christ told her that after this time of mercy, the day of justice will come, and he urges us to have recourse to his infinite mercy. St. Faustina's life and writings remind us to come and wash ourselves in Christ's mercy. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe, sitting here with Tom Dorian. And Tom and I are talking to Joe Thordeson. And Joe Thordeson is host of Geek Tank Radio, self-professed geek. Oh, yeah. A follower of superheroes. Uh, follower? I don't know. Enjoy. Uh, per, I, I enjoy him. Yeah, so, you don't yeah. want to put in that box of, you're not obsessive compulsive no. in, in that way. No, I just enjoy I'm not that fan that critiques every But you have to be honest with us. You've dressed up like a superhero before, haven't you? No, I'm not. I'm not a cosplayer. I mean, I'll wear my, uh, I wear cosplayer. the geeky t-shirts. That's what they call them? Get Cosplayers the are, yeah, we got to get you schooled here. Yeah, there's yeah. anybody that wears a costume <laughs> do a, yeah. So, yeah, very good. Oh, cos- yeah. oh costume. Costume, yeah. I never knew what that was. No. There you go. We learned something. a little I- inside baseball for nerds, so, yeah. Well, because you know there are some people that are aficionados or followers or they just love other realms of life, and they're, they're like yeah. Civil War reenactors, you know, mm-hmm. and they, they live to go out on the weekend and shoot cannons and dress up and eat, oh, yeah. you know, pork and beans or whatever by campfire, and that's their whole their whole life. Yeah. And, and so I know that there's people in this comic world and whatever that do the same thing, but then you are, this is very interesting because you're, you're coming to us with a faith perspective, right? Well, you you yeah. consider yourself a good Catholic boy, right? Well, I used to be a Catholic missionary and I go to mass every day. I've been to, you know, I've, I was raised Catholic and everything, but, um, now we don't get to, to discuss much of that on the show I'm on cause it's a little more secular and everything. But right. yeah, it's, it's, it's a treat to come here because, um, you know, I was, I was, you know, we were talking about this, uh, Deacon Jeff. You know, what is a superhero? On a basic level, a superhero is a flawed human being uh, endowed with great powers, and they're trying. You know, they struggle to use those powers for right. good. And I'm like, well, that's what a Christian is. That's that's our vocation as a Catholic. It's, and you know, we, we have look, these great powers if we tap into them. We can look back in our history, our Catholic history, and we can see lots of superheroes. Oh, absolutely! Right? You see so, that yeah. you mentioned Joan of Arc, right? Right? And you, you know, you just go back and uh, and and of course. You know, um, Saint George who slayed the dragon, and uh, right. you know uh, Saint Patrick who kicked all the snakes out of Ireland, or whatever. You know, have all these different right. stories, and some of them uh, are just amazing uh, feats uh, that that seem supernatural. That there's a, and we'll say power, not in the sense that some people might see like magic or right. some some dark realm, but to really ex- exhibit uh, where all true. Authority, power, greatness, grandness comes from, and that's from the Lord, right? And so right. we see that, and so you can use these these uh, the stories and and see them as parables to teach you or your children right and wrong. So it's a it's actually a good thing. I mean, I mean, kids when they still go trick or treating and Halloween, and you see the little kids coming up as. Uh, 
sure, you know, Superman and, and Batman. Right. Batman has like made this huge comeback in the last couple of years. Yeah. And the reason why I know that is I was in Target the other day and there was like this beautiful purple dress with all frilly and whatever with a big giant yellow Batman symbol on the front of it. Right. It's like it's just like it was really interesting to see. I had to stand there, stand there, and stare at it for a second. And go, man, this is an interesting phenomenon. You know that Batman now has the girls it's love mainstream. him. Well, that's Batgirl. Not to not to be too nitpicky oh, not on to be, that. Okay. But yeah, but, but Bat, Batgirl is made possible because Batman's around. But but I wanted to, to discuss something with you guys because I think there is something fascinating um, about. I, I'm I'm really intrigued with the arc of history and everything and. Uh, when I, you know, bat, superheroes came about right before World War II at a time when, you know, I mean, and, and most of the creators of com- comic books were young Jewish teenagers, believe it or not. The, really? The, the creators of Superman were two 17-year-old Jewish kids. They okay. were, you know, and, um, and in fact, if you look at some of the um, symbolism inside, like Superman coming in the little, um, in his little rocket ship is symbolic of Moses. Okay. And he's also got a... Uh, there's cer- certain Christ imagery with with him as you know coming down whatever. But um, what I find interesting about the birth of superheroes and how popular they are is you know we live in an era they they say of practical atheism, mm-hmm. and so you might have a lot of non-believers who don't believe in the Bible or maybe they they don't. But they scoff at the idea of angels or they, miracles exactly, and yet they're receptive to superpowered beings who are fighting for good and who are who are doing good work. And they have these. It, I think there's something inside of us that, no matter if we want to pretend we're an atheist or whatever, we are still attracted to to that. And I think superheroes tie in perfectly. And I think it's really interesting that in an era of practical atheism, these these stories came about because I feel like God can use any vehicle. And and who's to say he can't use a comic book or a Star Wars movie to just maybe make people more receptive to the gospel. You yeah, know? I think that's great, uh, a, a great observation. And this, the idea, you know, also with the practical atheism, right. is this, this need for Hollywood movies or whatever to always leave you feeling with angst and sorrow and grief and to, to like to tear down. But those aren't always the popular movies. The popular movies tend to be the ones with, that have the happy ending. They, the people want to fall in love. They want to, for the, for the good guy who's been trounced upon and wanted to be victorious, they want everything to be made right. And people are drawn to that. We're, we're drawn to good. Exactly. I mean, the uh, Golden Compass was an example you mentioned. That's okay. There's there are stories absolutely that have agendas that are not something we agree with, and it's yet or or negative, you know, violent content and everything. And yet, those are the movies that tend to bomb. And the ones like uh, one of my favorites from last year was Captain America: Civil War. Right. There's great messaging in there. In fact, my favorite thing about that movie is Baron Zemo is the villain. Sorry, there's a spoiler coming if anybody hasn't seen it, but it's a year yeah. old, so too bad. But um, <laughs> if you uh, Baron Zemo, his mission is to he doesn't want to attack the Avengers from outside. He's like, we can attack them, and it, it makes people stronger when you when you attack them from without. But if you attack something from within and fight, make them pit them against each other and get them to fight amongst each other, they'll destroy themselves. And I I thought that was extremely relevant to our culture with the way we're always divided into, into our groups. church and to the church in the yeah. 20th century because that's what I think the most difficult part of the I mean. Growing up Catholic, I saw division in the church, and I don't know that it was always like that. It seemed like we were always being attacked from outside heresies or things like that. Well, being uh, a little bit of a studier of church history and teaching and whatever, I I would say it has always been like that, but I think it's it's 
we're we're in a particularly precarious place now. It's 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 insidious. Some of the terrible things that are that are happening uh, to people, and sometimes our worst enemies are sitting next to us in the pew, and that's not a good thing, right? right. And so that's so it's good to be aware that that that, that that's a, a radical possibility because it's free will. It's right. Uh, and but when those who know that this is a way you can also um, you can essentially plant a few bad seeds in a few bad in a few good places, the next thing you know, you've disrupted uh, something that was kind of flowing along nicely. And so that's always a scary thing. But when the puppet master who is sowing these seeds is exposed, I think it unites everybody because they're like, wait a minute, why are we? You know, people exactly. would look across at each other. If if you're being manipulated by somebody, you're suddenly you're going to turn against them or whatever. So I don't know. I think, I think the more, I just thought it was a very interesting theme and I thought it was extremely relevant there. Yeah, absolutely. So, so there's a lot of stuff going on in, in all these stories that again, so parents, uh, you know, if you're worried about your kids cause he reads too many comic books or cause he goes to the, wants to go to the, the fantasy convention or the comic con or the whatever and he wants to, and that's his dream. Um, I don't know that we would should should instantly say no. We should stop and think and realize that there's amazing ways that God's God can reach people and has been reaching people. Uh, you know, this I guess this is a, can be part of a new evangelization. I hope. I mean, Lord of the Rings is a is a great example. I know there people have mixed feelings about Harry Potter, but that book those books are loaded with Christian metaphors and everything. So I think you know definitely watch what your what your kids read. But there's you know there are great opportunities to just like i say maybe it, it, it keeps them creative and it might make them more receptive to yeah, eternal truths and then also so. i i i would love your thought about uh, in recent years there's been a need to you know to follow political correctness and whatnot and i know that some of the creators of some of the superheroes the ones that quote unquote own the rights of right. the superheroes although i think that we really own those superheroes yeah but some people have been thinking like well we want to we want to start messing with the gender identities and whatnot of some of the superheroes what are your thoughts about that because i'm not really happy with that i'm not happy with it uh but the, the funny thing is well i guess it's not funny but um if, if somebody were to come along and start crossing out verses in the bible and adding their yeah. we would we would be furious well the ironic thing is the geeks have that same protectiveness about their so if you go messing with superman they react so I, I think superman. it's gonna go i think it's gonna tone back well, down, i hope that's so. the case i surely yeah. hope that's the case joe it's been such a, a an honor and a blessing to have you here on our show we're gonna get you to come back this is an oh, awesome conversation so you know what uh let's ask our lady to wrap her mantle of protection about our kids around us uh, and really to help us to see the true superheroes in life leading us to Jesus Christ. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy, Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, God pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now, now and at the hour of our death. death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com where you can find out more information about The Catholic Cafe Listen online, download MP3s, or subscribe to our podcast. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta, Federal Association, and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from the Most Reverend Martin D. Holly, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. 
Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.